Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Liberty Squadron podcast. Tonight, I am joined by Rob Neisler. Hello there. And Paul Braggins. Hello. So tonight, we will be talking about the recent uh, showcase tournament that just happened. Uh, We're going to continue our little uh, series regarding all of the current objectives in the game, uh, talking specifically about salvage today. Uh, So that'll be a good conversation. Um, And then also, uh, because I do this to myself every single time there's a major event, I am currently going through a list crisis uh, because I apparently hate myself uh and do this all the time but we'll get to that later so to start uh rob why don't you give us a quick little rundown about the tournament that you ran sure uh we had a standard bit more serious tournament at showcase this past weekend uh had the most players we've had of any tournament I've run so far. Uh, I'm very appreciative of everybody who came out. We had a lot of people come from near and far. I uh, had 21 people come in. <clears throat> uh, local player Dan Mercer managed to fight to the top with his separatist list. Congrats, Dan. Very much congrats. Uh, it was awesome watching you guys play. He, he both won the tournament and he took something... A lot more important from me. He he took my win streak of chance engagement. It's 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 the dynasty is over. I've lost a game of chance engagement. So I I've I've put out a hit on Dan, and I, I will have <laughs> I will have my revenge. Put a bounty on him on the next tournament. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Say we can go into his list for a little bit. Yeah, it's a good list. Uh, Dan was flying Separatists. Uh, He had Django Fett and the Fire Spray with Notorious uh, Savage Opress, which is one of the strangest Star Wars names ever. Uh, Savage. Savage. Oh, my bad. Uh, (laughs) Contraband Cybernetics, False Transponder Codes, Slave One Title, Veteran Tail Gunner, Eesh. Then he has the better dirge with ion cannon, the title, and proton bomb. He has general grievous with outmaneuver and plating and solace one because that's that's grievous. And then the siege of coruscant DBS. Ooh, I actually, uh, uh, like I mentioned, I played Dan in round four in chance engagement. Uh, I ran into a very unique uh, rule interaction <laughs> that. Uh, Rob had to be involved with regarding Dirge, Ion, well, not regarding Dirge, but regarding Ion Cannons and Captain Phasma. And it turns out that Captain Phasma makes your Ion Cannons better, question mark? <laughs> huh? How? So Phasma specifically states, while you defend, after the neutralized results step, Another friendly ship at range 0 to 1 must suffer one hit or crit damage to cancel one matching result. Right? Uh-huh. Ion Cannon 
just says, if this attack hits, spend one hit or crit result to cause the defender to suffer one damage. All remaining hit or crit results inflict ion tokens instead of damage. Because Phasma's ability just says that another friendly ship must suffer a hit or crit to cancel a matching result, what ends up happening is... So what it was is he rolled three hits and I got one evade with uh, with Phasma, which means there was two results left. So Phasma had to make a ship take a damage near her to cancel a result, and then she took a damage. So it was an ion cannon that dealt two damage. It's a very interesting interaction. I'm not still super confident on how i ruled it i would love an official ruling i we we looked it over afterwards and i'm 99.9 percent sure you ruled it that makes me feel a little bit better about myself because phasma isn't transferring the damage she's just making a ship suffer one of that damage type to cancel a matching result Uh, And it's not like it's it's not like it's um, a mag pulse that like cancels results. Ion cannon just causes the results to instead do X. The results are still there, right? So, yeah, Phasma makes your ion cannons do two damage instead of one in that scenario. And uh, that sucked. (laughs) I would have been way happier with Phasma being ion than dealing a damage to Phasma and a damage to one of my ships from what would have been just one damage. Hmm. Yeah. Really weird, very specific uh, interaction that I did not uh, plan for or anticipate or or anything uh, like that. I don't think anybody could have anticipated that. Yeah, yeah. But uh nah, Dan Dan outplayed me. He he was the uh the better man of the day. Uh I brought my six FO list this time with uh Ember as the second four pointer ship instead of backdraft, which I did really like. But I'm still not one hundred percent sold on, kind of like I mentioned uh I mentioned earlier. And I will mention uh in this tournament in second place was ariana with first order and she actually brought a 6fo list with hollow which i wish i had the brain power to do but i don't <laughs> hollow just breaks my head i i can't I, I i don't know what it is but i just can't wrap my head around it properly but uh Congrats to her on on coming in second. I was able to shower her in a lot of prize support. Uh, Mm -hmm. She got a really cool first order pack that Ryan had brought. She was very happy to get that. Uh, Her list does look really interesting, too. It's very similar to yours, but with a few different pieces. Yep. Yeah, you you swap out the SFs. So or in this case, the SF and the Baron for another FO in static and then a five point baron in hollow so i just uh, 
I, I'm still, I want to like the Baron, the tie Baron more, but it's a ship that just, I, I, it's a four health ship worth five points. And I just don't feel confident enough to bring a, I was, I already don't feel super confident bringing a 4.1. I feel even less confident bringing a 5.1. It's clearly doing work here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just me though. Like I said, hollow has never been my, uh, my particular style. Hollow's the one that forces you to pass tokens away, right? Correct. Yep. A red or green uh, token. So gotcha. she can like pass off focuses or evades, uh, or she can pass off target <laughs> locks uh, or strains and whatnot, which does make her really good because she can do the whole barren shenanigans and then not be strained or depleted herself. Which is cool and all. I don't know. Like I said, I, I I might be able to fly it if I did. I haven't ever actually really tried it. But when I just build it, before I even put it on the table, I I don't feel confident enough that I can really wrap my head and do it properly. So I prefer to just stick with things I feel more confident in. Um, yeah. I just noticed that her list is called Swarming Bitches, which is hilarious. <laughs> is it really? That's funny. It definitely is. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, rounding out our top three is uh, Gritty's own Andrew Lewinsky, who brought the only scum list to the table, trying to make Fangs great again. Mm -hmm. If anyone can do it, it's Andrew. He almost did. <laughs> he came very and close. And I believe he, I think his only loss, uh, and I'll double check here, but I believe his only loss was to Ariana. It was in round one. Yep. Submarining is a good tactic. Ah, uh, yeah, as I found out in the uh, opposite way. <laughs> but uh, the rest of that list, so yeah, you've got Manaru. It's 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 honestly a really smart list. You got Manaru with Cutthroat, Gar Saxon, which Gar makes it so you can only take target locks on things in your front or rear arc. Andrew still well, hasn't posted his list. Oh, I, I, I have it. Okay. <laughs> it's not on the tournament page. Keep going. <laughs> it's on the list fortress. Um, I, yeah, he, he can't hide it forever. Uh, but then Gar Saxon, when you perform an attack, if the ship you're attacking has a red token, like a stress or a deplete, you can remove it to roll an extra red die, um, which happens a lot. Uh, and then he also has Overtune Modulators, the Punishing One title, and the Reroll Droid R5P8. Uh, then he's got Dirge, the uh, Scum Dirge, with Fearless Proton Cannons, Rob's one of Rob's favorite upgrades. It is my favorite upgrade. All, like, hands down? It's up there. Okay. Uh, and Contraband Cybernetics. And then he's got Fen Rao with Fearless, Crackshot, Ion Torpedoes, and Shield Upgrade. I know the Fen build has been the thing that he's been messing with the most. I know he's hard stuck on Shield Upgrade. It's the rest of the cards, I think, that he's been... That he, I, I don't know if he's finally determined exactly what his favorite Fen build is or not. 
Um, but shield upgrade on Fen Rao is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Helps stop that stray crit that Fen takes every single day. It actually happened in the tournament. Uh, we were, I think it was in round one when he was, pl- I think it might have been while he was playing Ariana. He just said, yeah, Fen just took a crit. It's damaged engine. And the entire tournament just went, ooh. <laughs> I mean, That's you perfect. hate to see it. But on the other hand, <laughs> exactly. Fen deserves everything he gets, <laughs> including being seven points. Exactly. Now, nah, Fen can come down the sticks. I'm here for Mm-mm. it. If he loses the mod slot, sure. Yep. I think that'd be a good, good swap. Because what, what? So real, real quick aside, what other I six? Three red, three green ships are there at six points. That's a really specific set of circumstances. Any. But no. that's 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 one of the important distinctions is three red, three green. Suntir. Okay. Suntir has less hull. Yep. <laughs> uh which that one less does make a big difference. Um and his ship ability, while he's good, the Fang gets to do half of what Suntir gets to do with the ship ability with just linked actions. Yep. And then has a real ship ability. Um, yep. You can argue back and forth which pilot ability is is better. For the for the Fang fighter chassis, Fenral's ability is... Pro- ah, you could argue that Suntir's ability on Fenral would be pretty busted, actually. Uh- and Fenrau's ability on an interceptor would be, just be hilarious. <laughs> yet yeah, would, yet yeah, would. Uh, why don't we have that yet? Um, <laughs> We're but then to round out the list, the the scum classic, Kanan Jarrus uh... with Maul, because every single scum list right now has good old Kanan with Maul with his best friend Maul. No one had no one had the child. Or Ahsoka. I'm 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 not terribly surprised by that. No, but I'm looking at this thinking this is no. This your is your favorite proof. list in this tournament had child. Shane had child in his Nora Wexley. I know, but what I'm looking at this is is it proves that Scum can make it to the top of a twenty to the top three of a twenty plus permanent person tournament without force crutches on every ship. Oh, sure. 100%. 100%. The counter-argument to that is Kanan Jarrus with Maul is a really big crutch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a very big crutch. Um, but it's apparently it's, the only one you need. It's kind of in my, and this is 100% my opinion, ruining the scum faction. I think there are a lot of things that are ruining the scum faction right now. Yeah, uh, a so lot no, of their key a pieces are overpriced, there's... and a lot of them need to be reworked. The, yeah. what, what I mean by that is, so that that there's weak, there's a lot of weak, not good stuff in the scum faction. That's not what's ruining the scum faction, right? That that's that's kind of how I differentiate. I 100% agree that scum needs a massive rework to a lot of their ships yeah. in order to make them more viable. Yeah, there's no um, contest there. Yeah, you can't argue that, except the fire spray. Um, fire yeah. spray doesn't need any help. Um, the cool thing about AMG is 
for better or worse, if this continues like this, they have shown that they are not afraid to errata cards or ban cards completely being like, you know what? This is completely broken. We're taking this out of the game. Done. Figure it out. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kanan gets one of those not banned, but kind of banned things where like, cause like Kanan without Maul is so much easier. It's Maul really. That really pushes him over the edge. Yeah. I think. Because just the fact that he has two force, but then and also if you back, try to yeah. shoot Kanan, he just keeps mauling the force back. Mm -hmm. So he takes a lot of firepower to actually kill. Maul is really what puts Kanan over the edge. Yeah. Um. Because how how much is Maul crew in the Scum faction? And um, I want to say off the top. I think of my he's head. ten. Yeah, give me a minute. Kane and Jarrus. Crew. Yeah, yeah Mole is 10. Mole is 10. Is all of... Uh, I mean, you take Mole off, you can put Ahsoka at 9. Oh, exactly. I was going to say, one answer is if you decrease his loadout value, but if you do it by 1, he can still take Ahsoka. Do it by 2. Uh, or you, you would, can yeah, take you the child at 7. Two. Hmm? Or you can take the child at 7. That would be an interesting uh back and forth if you want to maintain your two force you take the child that actually would be because then he wouldn't be able to recharge any of his force mm -hmm. unless you shoot him and you get free target locks on him it'd be it'd be a good balance but you're not gonna I, but you're yeah. not gonna shoot him mm. yeah that's the trick then is once he does his canaan trick you just let him go if out you never shoot him he just never get then he's just an i an I-3 Hawk with a two-die turret. He's a bad 1.0 X-Wing. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he has a red jam. <laughs> oh, a red jam. <laughs> yeah, maybe the um, answer is either increasing the cost of the Force crew or just reducing his loadout by one or two. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say Maul has consistently been like, the force crew of the scum faction. That wasn't Ahsoka. Well, but yeah, before Ahsoka came out. Yeah. Uh, but, Fair. like, Boba, Boba with Maul is... It's just what you took yeah, on Boba. We, we don't need to relive those happened. days. So... Yeah, I, I think but, you're onto uh, something there, I think. I, personally, I, I'm not sure if it's Kanan that ruined the scum faction. I think it's the literal proliferation of force crew sure wow it's almost like force is good it's almost like too much force is bad for the game also agreed <laughs> you know who doesn't have enough force jedi the resistance and the first order yeah but they don't need it i disagree i want more force also the is, they, would... they don't need it but they do because ev almost everyone else has it you the okay theoretically yes, but it's always sad when you see someone reach to flip a force charge and realize they don't have any left. But it's always amazing to scream heroic and roll four dice back from blanks into hits. Yeah, heroic is the more wholesome card. Ah oh, man, you know how happy I get when I shoot an A wing and it rolls three blanks, and then I'm I'm devastated every time when it heroics it. Uh huh. 
we're back to that throbbing vein conversation we were having before we started. Oh, yeah, from yeah. the pre-show. I love that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> too true. Too true. Uh, but okay. But but back to the point. I think there's multiple ways you could... I don't want to say fix. Uh, you can say fix. Mul- sure. Okay, there's multiple ways you could fix Kanan between lowering his loadout or changing or changing the cost of the crew. There's a couple things you could do there, but I would not be surprised if in the, in hopefully after worlds we get a points change. That's what I would hope for. Um after worlds, but before the new um OP season whenever we see that. So you're looking at May May sure. time. Sure. Um, which I think gives them enough time taking all the information they have, even if you just use the information from Worlds, uh, to make some decisions and, and changes and whatnot. Um, but anyway, I, I would not be surprised if, along with the massive changes to the Scum Faction's other ships, we also see one of those kind of permabands to Kanan, where he's not... Or sorry, not permabans, soft bands, where he's not actually mm-hmm. banned, but he's so expensive or so nerfed, he's not worth taking anymore. It's coming. We've mm. seen them Nothing's do it coming. before. Yeah. Well, I wonder if he would still be worth taking if he was five points. The, the answer to that is it depends on what changes happen to the rest of the scum faction. Because yep. it's one of those, like, if Kanan goes up a point, but the other ship you would have taken went down a point... Then the answer is still yes. Exactly. But if the other stuff didn't come down... But then Scum still's not in a great place. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's that's exactly. that's why I don't think increasing Kanan's uh, ship cost is the answer. Yeah. For that reason. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that Scum get more stuff that is viable just for my friends who do play Scum. Sure. Hey. I, however, would not be upset if Scum remained or became a non-viable faction because I do not find it a fun faction to play against. What makes you say that? Scum, Scum as a faction does too much to what your opponent can do. Because it fits the theme. The problem is, is that Scum... If your opponent is playing it right and has the right list, feels like your opponent is playing both sides of the game. I I, I can see... The, the, the Scum is the, for lack of a better term, the control faction, right? Yeah. It's, Which, the, it's, the, blue deck, it's the blue deck analog from um, Magic I, Gathering. I was Which just about to say, they're like blue and magic. Yeah. Yep. Yep, everyone everyone always hates to play against. And that there's and then my, there's that, our tally. Yeah, and then that makes you think. So if I'm gonna come across a list like this at a tournament that I paid fifteen dollars to pay for to play for and it's three rounds. I've basically wasted five dollars. <laughs> and there are, I'm gonna be ripped apart for that because I always am every time I say I that. Don't, yeah, I was about to say I don't know if it's that bad like we're, we're not in the we're not in the timeline where if you see boba on the other side of the table unless you also have boba the game's just over mm-hmm. 
Um, so I'm, I'm not necessarily talking about that timeline. I am not necessarily talking about reality so much as I'm talking about perception still. Okay. You see a control list like Scum, and you can be as positive as you want, but there's going to be that niggling feeling at the back of your mind that your opponent is going to dictate your game more than you are. Uh, I remember, and this is, this isn't 2.5, this is 2.0, but when I was practicing for the last Worlds in 2019, I was running, uh, two defender, two generic defenders, rip Delta squadrons, and a generic TIE shuttle with PALP, right? And I went to a tournament, and I played against a local by the name of Owen. Ah. Uh. And he was flying a scum stress list yep and you know what high defenders really hate stress stress tokens and they're not the greatest ship at clearing them either no <laughs> well and while i still won that game that was one of the tr- trickiest games i had to play because i had to play it so differently mm-hmm. than any other game of x-wing because i had to take into this account of the effective yeah, he can just give me tokens, and I have literally nothing I can say about it, yep. which dictates how you have to play. They're like, oh, and, he's got triple zero and BT one, so I'm staying at least range two of that ship. And um, Asajj. And Zuckus. Yep. Take this stress. You don't want it? Too bad. I don't. <laughs> so. Is it Zuckus or Fallon? Oh yeah, it's Forlom. Which that ship, that entire ship isn't even in the game right now. That's R.I.P. Legends. Yeah, like that's a ship I would be perfectly okay with coming back. Like, so like Forlom, it's it's not a ship that breaks the game or breaks the meta, right? Um, but it was still a good ship that Scum yeah. had, and now they just don't have it anymore. The the thing with the with the G one and Forlom was that Forlom is unpleasant to play against, but it's still only a one agility ship. Hmm. See, so here here's a question for you, and I know we we kind of got off here, but yeah, this is one hell of a tangent, gentlemen. This is it's a fun tangent. Okay. Compare the G one A to one of the most unfortunate ships in the game. The Razor Crest. I, I knew you were going to say that. That hurts. Interesting. They're extremely similar. Uh-huh. I don't know, in all honesty, right? Um, they both... The, the, the G1A has one more health because it's five hull, four shields versus the Razor Crest seven hull, two shields. That's still wait, nine. That's same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the difference being the Razor Crest has two agility. Yes. The problem with the Razor Crest is all of them are six or seven points. Uh huh. Whereas all of the G1s are five points. So for a that dial that's nine, that not that different. Ship, they're, yeah, they're really not that different. But it it's a lot. Oh, one big thing is just the fact that the G1... One, you have Forlom, who gets rid of his stress, but he also has bank blues. Uh-huh. The the Razor Crest can only go straight 
to to clear stress, which is really rough. But well, losing five point ship versus a six point ship is a big difference. All of the G ones are I three or below low. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, like, yeah, there's a reason they're five points versus six and whatnot. But they fill. They, but even then, they still filled the same role. Yeah. Right. They were a hard hitting three red ship that had a lot of health but if you if you target it it will burn down mm-hmm. right they still fit that same rough thing but now scum has to pay an extra point to do it in a potentially less good chassis it's paying the standard slash cannon tax yeah in that it's new it's official and people will buy it and play it regardless how much it costs. But I just I think that's an example of how stuff from Scum kind of got worse. It, it changed and got worse without any real benefits. Sure, you can get... So, like, you, you can get I-5 pilots, but one of them is the Mando, which is I, <laughs> uh, which is seven points. Yeah. Which is just too much for what that ship is capable of, I think. And Q9's the better pilot anyway. Right? <laughs> <clears throat> but, yeah. Scum Scum needs some major, major reworking to, to really... I want to... So, so, like, I understand you don't want to see Scum. I've gotten to the point where I want to see Scum on the table, just with not without Kanan. So you can blow them up. When I, I when I when I pay points to roll three dice, I want to roll three dice. Yeah, it really, re- like getting a stress token or some crazy scum Rube Goldberg machine that gives them a target lock or something weird or like makes it so you can't spend green token. That's whatever. Reducing the amount of red dice you roll really feels bad. Yep taking your three red ship down to a two or your range one attack down to, to three dice instead. It's, it's, it's frustrating, especially when you consider what he's flown against. When you shoot at Fen and now you're only rolling two red dice, uh-huh. it, it, it gives you this sense of what's the point? Um, which is not how you should think, but in the moment it can feel that way. Yeah. Like my, this is like my closing thought on the thing is my thinking is that the reason scum are suffering right now or are perceived to be suffering right now, most of their good ships from 1.0 and 2.0 were legends ships that mm-hmm. the mouse has already turned around and said, nah, not a thing anymore. AMG have no reason to make these ships competitive or balanced. They all put them in standard because licensing reasons. No, I so it's, they're stuck with what they've got, and what they've got isn't the best stuff Scum have. Yeah, no Kimagila, no G1A. Yeah, no Was Star Viper. Kimagila really a star yeah. of the Scum faction? I wouldn't say the star, but we did see it a whole bunch in 2.0 because of the bullseye shenanigans the one could pull. But I will say we, we've definitely seen some positives outside of Kanan. 
Uh, like Dr. Afra in the YV666 is good. We've seen some positives of that. Obviously, we, we know it's no argument that the uh, Rogue Class Starfighter is decent. And that Dirge is good. Dirge specifically, so we're making a splash. We don't really see Cad as much. I think it's more we don't really see Scum Cad. I think the CIS Cad is a little... No, right now it's not so much. That's a whole other discussion. But we've seen some... My, my point is we've seen some new stuff for Scum that's starting, I would say, to lean towards the right direction but it's only been little bits and pieces here and there. It's not enough to change, to, to turn the faction around. Hopefully we'll get there soon. Um, I think we will. I think we will. Here's an, uh, here's just, a, I'll pose this question to both of you. So I want to hear from both of you. Do you think standard loadouts could be the saving grace that scum needs? I hope so. Uh, they've certainly done a lot to help the factions that they have come out in so far. Uh, particularly Empire. Um, yeah, that they definitely could. A lot of Stum's weird stuff could be fixed by standard loadout cards because you could make a Kanan that is fun but not broken because mm -hmm. he couldn't equip a thing like Maul. Absolutely. I'm in. Uh, I don't believe Paul is at his microphone though to answer his question at the time. Um... At the end, the other way to look at it is the one of the tricks is that Scum has so many cards in it. Um, by doing SL, you can take a ship that at you can take a ship at a point cost that if it was a custom ship, you could build some completely busted build with it through some combination of Scum crew and upgrades and whatnot. But you don't have to worry about that with an SL card. Right, one hundred percent. Could you? I mean, I mean, we we kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, you could get that six point fen in an SL. I'm here for that, right? Because then you, you he wouldn't be able to take modifications that would completely bork him, like shield upgrade or afterburners or afterburners. Exactly, exactly. Um, there's there's definitely ways. There's definitely ways to do it. And you can, I mean, just in general, SL cards for some of the other fangs. Because I think some of these other fangs are cool. They're just too expensive for what you get. Paul, are you back? I am now, yes. Okay. So the quote, the question I posed to, uh, to Rob, do you think that SL cards could save the scum faction? It would depend what they were for. Sh sure. Sure. I think a reasonably priced fang that maybe didn't have a modification slot. Yeah, or had something different to Concordia. Very true, because Concordia. You will take away my Concordia from my cold dead hands. Sure, Rob. Quite happily. Fangs really hate range zero. Yeah. <laughs> What you do is you make it, you take away the, you take away Concordia as it is, you make it range 0 to 2 in front arc, so it once again it is Concordia face off, not just screw you I'm a, screw you I'm a fang fighter, and 
I'm waiting with bated breath, Paul. Did we lose Paul? No, I'm still here. Just give me a sec. Okay. Now we die in suspense. Yeah, I, I have to know what this new Concordia face-off does. Because it's a cool ability. While I hate it, because I I will say, I have played Fang Fighters once ever when I was in a um a bit of an X-Wing... One of those, those modes where no, not, no lists were really speaking to me. So I went to a tournament at Red Seal Gaming, and I believe it was Brett that gave me a... <laughs> All scum I6 list. So it was Fen, Dengar, and Han in the Falcon. <laughs> and I actually had a lot of fun with that list. And I even won some games with it. And it actually made me, at the end of the day, because I got some store credit from how well I did. I didn't win the whole tournament, but I did well. I bought a Fang Fighter. You talk about I've, that Fang Fighter a lot. I've that never sound taken like a fun it. List. I've never it, it's 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 not a good list. Don't try it. But it's a fun list. Oh, I'm um, gonna try it. I'm all about not good lists. I'm here <laughs> to have fun. I'm here to put over trap cards. Uh Steve gave me a three fang list that was just it, it was two point oh, not two point five, but it was a uh, Fen Rao, Old T, and Cad Solus. And they each had like one upgrade each, and I was like, This is the most amazing list I've ever played. And I bought the scum <laughs> faction a week later. Because nice. of that list and solely because of that list. Yeah, I, I didn't um I didn't do that, but Fen Rao literally won me a game against Tom Traz, uh, who is a very good player. Uh Fen literally won me the game in like the last round of the game. And that's when I was like, Alright, alright. A I wanna support this shop because this store is awesome, and B Fang Fen Fen did me right. So I'll buy a Fang Fighter. It's still Absolutely. sitting there in the box. I haven't taken it out. <laughs> Maybe one day I will put it on the table. Maybe when we get SL, you know what? That's what I'll. I'll, I'll I will make a a a guarantee right now. Ooh! If we get an SL Fen Rao, I will fly it. Now I would need help because I don't own any other scum ships, and I don't plan on buying into a whole nother faction. Um, you only need two but, more fangs and you have a list yeah, right uh, but I will fly scum at a tournament with SL Fenrau I say this man I hope he doesn't suck um, but if we get an SL Fenrau I will fly it I'll hold you to that I'll let you borrow I, I my components hmm? I'll let you borrow my components there you go. I'll, I'll need to borrow components from someone because all I will have is a single Fang Fighter. <laughs> I mean, if AMG keeps going with the way they're going, you might have enough scum stuff to make a list just with normal expansions you'll buy anyway. Uh, from the purchases I've made over the past year or so, I have full separatist lists now, and I've never bought into that faction. Really? Yeah. With the gauntlet... Uh, I have a Django Fett Slave 1 that I bought to use with Scum, but I have the Separatist components, the Rogue Class Starfighter. There might be one more, but I, I, I mean, have a I bunch own, of Separatist stuff. I own a Fire Spray, but the only reason I own a Fire Spray is because in 1.0, the Fire Spray used to be an Empire. <laughs> Give me like Bobby. Lost Paul for the remainder of the podcast, so it's just you and I, my friend. 
that's fine. We we got this. We got this. I mean, we just spent other responsibilities. We just spent half an hour on one of the wildest tangents ever. Uh, Andrew Lewinsky bringing scum to showcase, giving us one of the biggest tangents, influencing the podcast from far away. (laughs) Wouldn't have it any other way. Absolutely. Um, But moving so moving on in the continuation of our little uh, scenario series, we've kind of been doing uh, salvage, which I think if you pulled X-Wing players right now would probably be people's least favorite. It's certainly my least favorite. I think I've played it the least, too. Why would you say it's your least favorite? I'm curious to hear your take. Uh, I... I don't like carrying the crates. Uh, they've changed it a couple times, which kind of messes with my head and how unoften I feel like I play X-Wing. <clears throat> so I, I constantly get the rules wrong with what I can and cannot do when I have a crate on my ship. Reasonable. Uh, I feel like crates more than the other ones requires more uh, brainwaves too. There's more things to consider. I will counter that statement with, because I've, I've seen this on more than one occasion where in the beginning, I'd say, I'd say three to four turns of the game, both players just ignore the crates, especially depending on like what their lists are. They like one person might pick up a crate, but other than that, the crates are just get ignored. And then later on in the game, depending on if, say, one player is down or one player is ahead and they want to uh, extend their lead, um, then they'll start picking up crates. Like, it's it's in a scenario where, like, as an example, you're going up against a big ship that you don't feel like you're going to be able to kill in the, the, the remainder of the game, like Defender Vader or Boba, or something like that, right? That really takes a lot to bring down. And you just don't think you're going to be able to do that. But you've potentially, you know, damaged or destroyed some of the other ships. Pick up crates so you can continue gaining points. Even though you don't know if you're going to be able to destroy the rest of the list. Um, Like Chris says, maybe we truly still don't know how to play X-Wing yet with the way it currently is. Because I feel like you should be more focused on the objective overall. Uh but you're, also you're not played, wrong. I haven't played Salvage that much, so I haven't seen that personally. You know what I mean? And it's not something that happens every time, but I've definitely seen it happen. I will say, because of the current rules of Salvage, I see it happen more often with super repositioning lists. So lists that, that live and die, such as Jedi, for example, that live and die off being able to boost and barrel roll. And because the crates turn that off, they really don't want to pick them up. So what the Jedi will do, and uh, br- uh, local player and friend Brett would be able to talk about this more than I can, because he is our he is the Jedi aficionado. But um, you go in with the Jedi, do your damage, maybe take a ship or two out and then pick up the crates. Right. You maybe remove a threat that you're worried about. And then pick up crates in the the second half of the game. That sounds a lot like old school 2.0. I'm not sure I feel about that. I, I, I I do. I, I, I do see where you're coming from. 
Um, I mean, it's kind of, in, in one ways, it's kind of the same scenario of when you just have those little two, three-point ships that literally just do carousels around an objective in, like, assault, where that is their lot in life, is to stay next to this objective, and that's it. I live for those ships. <laughs> Black Squadron Ace, the uh, highest point-scoring ship in the game. Uh, I wouldn't even be surprised if that's accurate. Um, but uh as far as salvage goes uh just like it is with scramble and assault the uh turn zero is real important obviously that's assuming that both players are planning on picking up crates unlike what we just talked about they better be picking up crates yeah you have to plan your flight path you know which crates you kind of want to pick up ahead of time exactly exactly and rock placement's very different because like say and i keep using assault because that's the closest scenario because it also uses five objectives in assault you might place rocks in places to prevent people from being able to like double tag satellites by placing a ship like in between them or something like that you don't use the rocks in that same way you instead use the rocks more to deter to to try to force the opponent to determine their flight path because especially if they're picking up that crate you have a lot more information as to where they're going to be because they can't reposition afterwards you also can kind of force them to go a certain way in order to get the crate once you see where they place their ships. So if exactly. they're on the right side, you put an asteroid in a certain way that they have to turn a very specific way where if they're going after that objective, you can then intercept them. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, all about it's, head games. It's, it's similar to assault, but also very different in the same, in the same way. Uh, and part of that is because crits not crit hits, knock off crates. So, unlike salvage, engaging can sometimes be even more important to try to get that random crit to knock off a crate on a ship that uh, that you might not have arc on the next turn or something like that because they don't have to stay in a specific area like they do in Assault or even Scramble, uh, for that matter. Um, which is why a lot of people nowadays, I feel like, try having some form of crit generation in their list specifically for salvage bringing my favorite upgrade like the proton cannon or a whole yeah, host is, of other upgrades that is one of them i think the the more popular ones are probably like malice um because there's less steps than proton cannon it's a lot easier to trigger you just you know have a force you lose your crate yeah uh obviously proton torpedoes is always a valid one mag pulse is really good too because you only need to get that sink you only need to get one hit in for that crit to go through and then you also get all the other effects of mag pulse on top of making the opponent drop the crate uh so that's a really good one um and then anything I... that has uh, darth vader in the name um, it turns out Vader's are re even whether it's the X one Vader who likes making crits happen. I would say his whole Defender ship does Vader. that too, huh? His whole ship does that too. Whoever, no matter who's flying it. True, true. But like, you really only see Juno for the most part in the X one, which I mean is still valid. That is still generating crits. 
But uh, but yeah, whether it's Juno or Vader in the X1, or then Vader in the TIE Defender with Malice generating crits, uh, Vader really doesn't like people having boxes for some reason. Um, he's really concerned. Because Vader's all about the mission. He's focused on the objective. Is he? I thought, I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, one that people forget about a lot, because I feel like before 2.5, we almost never saw it, is in the Republic is R7A7, which is a astromech that just has, I believe it's two or three charges that's literally just spend a charge to change a hit to a crit. Doesn't that's it. Brett use that droid? He does. Most that, that was in his list he brought, right? Yeah. Yeah, most Republic lists have R7A7. It's usually either on Anakin, which I believe is what Brett has. Yep. Or a lot of people put it on Contrail. Oh, and that would double up with Contrail's other ability too. Correct. Yeah, because he, he can potentially change your results to try to force that crit to go through. Um, yeah, it's, it's three charges... And you just get to spend one charge to change one hit to a crit. And that's it. Um, so no hoops also, to jump through. Speaking of hoops to jump through, I also put our boy Static in here. Who can <laughs> spend all his double mods to just push crits through. Assuming he can get those double mods. True. Uh, and then, I mean, if you want to keep talking tie FOs, you have the very rarely seen TN3465 who can take a crit in order to make a shot at an, a friendly sh or an enemy ship near him have crits. <laughs> a lot of self-damaging stuff in the we're, first order. We're yeah, absolutely. Sacrificing ourselves to help our friends. That's what's happening, right? Murder at any cost. Or Somebody that. asked me that earlier today. They're like, what's the point of first order? It's like, it's murder at any cost. <laughs> um, but on the flip side of that, is crit mitigation, right? Which is a lot rarer, but it does exist. So you have the like the Y-wing plating in the Republic. Um, what what else is there? Uh, does General Grievous count with the way his cards worded? Does he suffer the damage and then push the the card away? Uh, I don't believe he suffers it because he just discards it. Hmm. If you would take a ship crit, I believe it says if you would, which means it's before you actually before take the actual it. damage is taken. Okay, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, that that free yeah before you would be dealt, so it's before you actually get it. Well, actually, I don't know because so you... the damage is suffered, but then you would suffer the consequences. I, the timing charts on that is probably weird. You're the you're the judge. <laughs> I'm a baby judge. I'm still not super good at it. Um, um, I'm going to say it I... works for the case of the podcast, and maybe we can okay. edit it later if it doesn't. Uh, one I actually have in my personal list is Captain Phasma in the TIE SF, because she specifically lets you have a ship near her suffer a hit or a crit to cancel a matching result. So she can potentially pass a crit off on a friendly ship with a shield to cancel the crit result and then get to keep her crate. She's a perfect crate carrier. When somebody shoots her, she's like, no, you, and just pushes it off to a friend. 
Literally. Yeah. Better me than better you than me. I'm important. <laughs> I'm silver and I have a crate. Uh, I put Zeb on here too because his evades cancel crits instead of hits first. But I don't think I've seen Zeb on the table in years. Maybe not ever. Correct. I I also haven't seen Luminara on the table in ever. Yeah. I don't believe I've ever seen Luminara on the table. Uh, that's me personally. I could be I could be mistaken, but I don't I don't think I've ever seen it. She's definitely not um, one of the more popular Republic pilots. Uh, it's almost like X-Wing is not a super defensive game. Which I think is half true. Um, it's slowly is... becoming more of one as we kind of learn how to play with objectives and scenarios. And we've gotten things in Republic like the uh, Born for This, which is purely a defensive uh, a defensive mod right being able to to pass out not pass out but use your friends focus and evade tokens maybe that should be in this list maybe not it doesn't <laughs> it's not specifically for crits but it helps correct correct but uh going going back to salvage yes have having a way to generate crits in your list or having potentially a way to help mitigate crits in your list can can help a lot. Uh, you don't really you don't really think about it because it does happen so randomly. But you'd be surprised if sometimes playing a game of, of salvage how ran how 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 often crates get knocked off by just a random crit you roll in an attack, not even through any particular ability or anything that it it just kind of happens naturally. I mean, it's math, right? Which is not my strong suit. But uh, it's mm. uh, it's it's definitely something to to take into account. Uh, here, here's a here, I'm gonna throw a a, a curveball at you, Rob. At me? Okay. Yes. Uh, so I don't know if it was AMG or someone else who talked about the possibility of scenarios getting uh, rotated, right? If you can right. pick one scenario in the game right now to be rotated out, we would get a replacement. We wouldn't just be down one. Uh, but if you could pick one to be rotated out, which one would you like to not have in the game anymore? Chance engagement. Ow! I know, Ow. I, did that. I did that on purpose. I know uh, you did. Although, truthfully, I probably would pick chance engagement. Uh, it, it Chance engagement is a... a uh, a symbol of the old times. We have to let the past die. Game is Kill fully objective-centered. We have to. Yeah. Let's get another more objective-focused scenario. Listen, I'm trying to get tokens made. You're going to have me make get these tokens made and then Chance have the scenario not exist? It'll come back. It's okay. It's not going to be gone forever. We'll see. But we'll, we need we'll, other we'll... scenarios. The, the, the future is clouded on this one. That's, that's sure as hell true. <laughs> i think at this point x-wing is the only game amg runs not counting armada because you know no, nobody plays armada. <coughs> um that has no like news or release at all yep uh, we, we we we've gotten tidbits about stuff that's like in the pipeline that they're working on but not even like real official announcements about it yet. I'm really like, if they're going to announce anything this year, 
it's gonna be at Adepticon. Let's really hope so. But like Legion has stuff upcoming that we like have an announcement design pictures for. Marvel mm-hmm. Crisis Protocol, of course, has a, a ton of upcoming stuff, and we have Shatterpoint coming. I, I like X Wing is completely blank. I don't keep up with it, but it feels like there's something new in Crisis Protocol every week, every month. Uh, they have pretty much monthly releases at this point. They have that Jeez. engine continuously churning. It's it's awesome. Hopefully, if AMG can get their ball running, they could have that with X Wing too. We're just further away and it, from that. And we've we've talked about it. That doesn't even mean we need an entire new ship every no, single month. But cards. Like, yeah, like, like, like scenario uh, packs. Yeah. I, everyone I've spoken to absolutely loves the Hot Shot and Aces packs. I'd be cool with... like I. Th- there's a lot of cards usually in those Hot Shot packs, right? Yeah, absolutely. I would be cool with a $10 pack that has maybe two pilots for every faction right mm-hmm. i would be that and, and it might not even need upgrades right just pilots i will the hotshots packs don't normally have upgrades it is just pilots the first um, one did the first one had like did. crew in it didn't it it i believe it did I, I think it had more than crew too it had a bunch of stuff in it what dead eye shot was in hotshots one wasn't it i think you're right it's been and, so long i don't remember but, but one of the things my point go ahead one of the things they do for mcp and as they get further next wing, we desperately need it for x-wing too are just regular errata packs like they keep on doing things and changing cards in x-wing and they just release it on paper like give us our cards 10 yes. bucks give us our reprinted cards give us our seven and our seven b separate let us continue also, playing a game with official components this would also be an uh, that would also be a easy way for them to re-release some of the uh, errata cardboard as well 100 which I, listen i i understand that mistakes happen in production and things like that that's out of their control but like the i use the tie whisper as the example that ship in its base form is unplayable without a front arc just for clarification, that wasn't AMG. No, no, okay. but I'm, I'm I'm not blaming anyone specifically. Um, but I'm just using that as an example. I got gotcha. you. And then we yeah. were given a printout. Yearly errata packs could it. fix a lot of that stuff. Be like, exactly. oh hey, we made, we messed up. Here you go. Exactly, and like, I, as long as it's included with other stuff, I'm okay with paying for it. Like, don't release an errata pack like that that's just fixing problems and make us pay for it. But if you release it, the errata stuff to fix mistakes alongside new abilities or whatever for pilots and whatnot, I'm, I'd am i be perfectly fine with paying for that. Um, the only other up, thing, if we don't get announcements... I think the card pack for MCP is just errata. Okay, still. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, the only other potentiality for announcements, and I don't think they've ever really done announcements before, is Star Wars Celebration. I'm not confident in them announcing product of Star Wars Celebration. They have said they're going to demo Shatterpoint there, though. So they They will have a They're going to demo Shatterpoint, and they might, because for Star Wars Celebration, they usually have an exclusive, uh, they use, previously with FFG, 
they had an exclusive like legion figure and an exclusive ship uh like paint job model i remember those uh, yeah at celebration um i'm curious to see if they're gonna keep doing that because it's really cool uh i actually have uh thanked shout out to mike bird i feel like i shot him out every single one of these podcasts he deserves it. Um, but shout out to mike bird i i got one of the uh ahsoka uh delta sevens from celebration that was from celebration right i believe so yeah because they they did they did the ones for adepticon the one year the the droids um but i got one of those when i won the the charity event i haven't opened it yet because i haven't flown it um but i will i i, I honestly want to put that thing on the table next to the plow though the world's plow too it's a gorgeous ship it really is and so is the plow yeah, I'm road. a little sad I missed out on the plow. I'm sorry, Rob. It's okay. Um, but yeah, so hopefully, crossing our fingers that we will get some concrete X-wing news at Adepticon. Because let's be real, Worlds is happening. That's that'll be the place to do it, right? Speaking of uh, worlds, hmm. Speaking of worlds, what are you bringing? Ah. <sighs> So I've been practicing with almost exclusively 6FO in slight variations. I tried, it's it's 4FO, 5FO with recoil, 4FO with backdraft and phasma, 4 with phasma and ember. And out of all of those, I like the ember phasma one the most, but I still, like I kind of mentioned earlier, I'm not totally sold on barons. And then, thanks to friend of the podcast, Chris Appel, uh, whose last time I also probably ruined because I can't ever say anyone's last name right. Um, <laughs> it's a curse. Um, I was introduced to five ship. Uh, it's Kylo plus four is what it really is. Is Kylo in the TIE silencer, better known as Chadlow. Uh, 3FO Fighters and Phasma. And I sit here staring at this list and I stare longingly at my Kylo dial, my Kylo cardboard, my Kylo alt arts, and my Kylo challenge coin. <laughs> Clearly you've got a thing. Uh, Kylo plus four is what I've been flying for the past month month and a half when i get the chance to play games and it's insanely fun and i haven't picked up poe in that entire time so that should tell you at least a little something yeah i mean like kylo kylo is the ship that got me into like my first ever cut at a tournament it got me into cut at nova and then i didn't bring kylo to worlds in 2019 because i just didn't think first order had the tools back then um it's a very very different game in more ways than one that's an to, understatement of the century yeah yeah to to 2019 uh the world is different not just the game the world is different from now to to world's 2019 um and i think i think this might be the year that I finally bring Kylo Ren to Worlds like I 
like I probably should have originally. It's like it's your destiny or something. Uh, truthfully <laughs> speaking, uh, as they've said before, you don't need to bring the same list into the world's that you did in a last chance qualifier, you could do both. If you feel more comfortable with six FO and that can get you through the six rounds of Swiss and the qualifier, bring six ship FO. And then if you get through, throw Kylo down and keep going with Kylo. I, I did think of that. And I also kind of thought of that because six FO can, can joust pretty reasonably well. Um, So if people in LCQ opt in to just jousting make bad choices <laughs> yes yeah um i can joust pretty well with the fo and in a lot of cases come out on top of that joust um so i've definitely considered that the flip side to that though is i don't want to play five rounds with six fo and then just jump ship and then have to to well, it's a very similar list. It's also very different because Kylo Ren. That's fair. I think you can make the jump. My official I... Liberty Squadron answer is Porque No Los Dos. Translation? Why not both? <laughs> um, yeah. I won't be able to get a, a Kylo Ren helmet in time or with a reasonable amount of money. Sweet, but uh, <laughs> but I am gonna buy a first order officer hat. I was speaking with Dan at the showcase tournament about it, and he started showing me eBay listings. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna do it. You better no get on which that list quick. I Your fly. shipping window is rapidly coming to a close. Uh, yeah, you're actually not wrong. I do need to get in on that, but um, I will quick just go over the Kyla list that I'm contemplating. I already talked about the the other ones. Um, so it's it's Kylo and the Silencer, like I mentioned, with Extreme Maneuvers, uh, Sensor Scramblers, and Advanced Proton Torpedoes, and then Gaelic with uh, Tractor Beam, Biohex Proud Tradition, uh, the Scorch and Bigger Scorch, or Bean Bros, depending on your opinion. Both I've never heard upgrade. Bean Bros. Scorch and Bigger Scorch is definitely the correct verbiage. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, Phasma and the SF with Proud Tradition, Pattern Analyzer, uh, the Special Forces Gunner, and Electronic Baffle to do all those sick Red Maneuver shenanigans. Um, and hopefully hold on to crates. Hey, uh, and then, funny, circle. we talked about Salvage. I have both of the things we mentioned in that I have crit generation with Advanced Proton Torpedoes, not I'll Show You the Dark Side. That actually does the opposite of what you want. Oh, yeah, don't want to do that. Uh, and Kylo's pilot ability is empty. Sort of. Um, <coughs> and God then bless. crit... Thank you. Mitigation with Phasma. If nothing else, this episode has convinced me to try to fly Phasma. Because I've been flying Backdraft. Yeah, Backdraft is still good. The, the baffle with Phasma. And the fact that Phasma just doesn't die. Uh, and can get into the endgame with maybe only one or two damage on her um is really nice because she's still a three red ship uh that can potentially be double modded or focus evaded uh which can be really useful in the end in the the end game scenario say double green token and 
crit mitigation. She ain't never losing that crate. That's uh, that's the dream. Holding on to it for dear life, like that's a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> one mile at one quarter mile at a time. <laughs> so, all right, I think with that, uh, we will we will call it uh, call it a night. Uh, I still haven't decided, but I think I am leaning towards my boy Kylo Ren. Uh, I hope so. The boys the be damned. Answer. Kylo is my boy. So, with that, uh, everyone, grit good, stay gritty, and have a good game of X-Wing. Good, good night, y'all. <laughs>